Amen, amen. If you're ready for a fresh word from the Lord, somebody say amen. Amen. All right, I tell you, this is going to be something good today because I love the title. All right, y'all ready? This is a very straightforward message, and that's all. Let me just go ahead and read that to you. Do we really care? Got quiet, didn't it? <laughs> you know, I, I was praying this week, and it's just, that just resonated with me. And, I, you know, it sounds like a strange title, but let me ask you this. When you read the newspaper, when, when, you, when you walk through the mall... When you call tech support, all right, you kind of wonder, you know, do they really care? And I, I thought about this. Have you ever noticed many times your problem never seems as important to others as it does to you? I should have kept playing the blues on that one. It's just like, you know, you're talking to somebody and, they, you know, they, they do the casual look at the watch thing, you know, and all this and they're going like this and then they're over here. And you think, man, this is something that's going on in my life. This is real deal. And you know, I said, man, how, how did Jesus deal with that? You think he might have got a couple of, uh, I won't say phone calls, got some people going, hey, hey, Jesus, you got a minute? You know, all the time, how did he handle that? And how does God want us to handle those things? And I said, you know, and really, we talk about how other people respond to our needs and things like that. And we're not always happy about that, are we? Sometimes we put unrealistic expectations on other people. Right? Yes, we do. You know? Well, I can't believe they did that. Surely they should have said this. Surely they should have helped me with this, that, or the other thing. You know, all these things. But you know what? If we look and flip the coin, we probably do the same thing. Right? I always say I'm preaching to me first. You know, we got to look in the mirror and stuff. But let's take a look at what the Bible says about how we respond. Right? I love this. If you got your Bibles, we're going to be primarily in John uh, 1335 in that area. And it says this. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, ready, if you love one another. Boy, that kind of rolls out your mouth a whole lot easier than it is to put into action, isn't it? We can just say it, yeah. You know? Love you, man. Yeah, I love you. Hey, can you help me with this? Uh, who are you? <laughs> Boy, you get amnesia sometimes. It's, a, it's amazing. And so look at this. It says, so what's the deal here? They will know you, what? If you love one another. And I pray, you know, as people come uh, here to, to the church, that they feel that love, that they feel welcome, that they feel like, hey, you know, this is a, a safe place. We talk about that a lot. It's a safe place, you know. And so today, I want to focus on our perfect role model, Jesus Christ, as we study his character. And we're going to take the word care. You know, I like breaking out the words and stuff. And we're going to look at four areas of the Lord's character, his compassion. And I tell you what, if there's something I feel like, that's just me, that when I look across the board and what's going on in the world that we lack overall is compassion. You know? So many times we just, well, if it's all, well I got mine, so moving on. Well, that's not what the Lord wants us to do, is it? So, talking about his awareness. You know, are we aware of the needs of others? How did he respond and how did he encourage us to do the same? Well, I'm going to tell you, on Tuesday nights, we, we have a really good time. We talk about anything and everything. And, uh, you know, I, I was really blessed this Tuesday when Brother Scott shared a few things in his life. And as I was working on this message, I thought, man, I've got to call Scott. And I said, man, would you be willing to take just a few minutes to share what you shared Tuesday about how good God has been? Because everything that I was writing down was his story. And it's your story, too. But it was just beautiful. So I asked him, and I called him, and I mean, and then, boom, just like that. He called, I sent him a note, and he called me back. I said, hey, brother, I, said, I, got, a, I got a question to ask you. And if he would have said no, that would have been okay. I understand it. But I, this is the response my brother said. I said, hey, man. I said, I really appreciate you sharing a few things last night. And, you know, I would never mention anything without somebody's permission. I just want to let you know. And I asked him, I said, man, would you be willing to just take three or four minutes and just share what God's been doing in your life. I mean, I didn't even get share doing in your life when he said, yeah. And then he said, that's my job. He said, that's my job. He was quick to say, and I'm not putting many of us up here or anything. I'm just telling you, when, when God starts working in your life, you're quick to say, you know what? That's my Jesus. So I ask you guys to just welcome Brother Scott to come up here. Just He's going to share just a few minutes about what God has done in his life. And uh, y'all give him a hand here. Thank you. 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 Thank you.
You got to use that thing, big guy. Okay. Yeah, everybody was cool. No, I'm going to put it down by the knee. <laughs> Take me out. Good morning, everybody. Hey, Good morning. How are y'all this morning? Good. I was sharing part of my testimony in Bible study Tuesday night. And as Pastor Buddy said, it fit right into what we were studying. And I see some folks in here that know me and have known me my whole life know what kind of person I used to be. I was wide open. Drinking, partying, drugs. I should have been gone long ago. I went through a death with my father. Lost him. I was drinking over an hour. At least a fifth wild turkey every day along with the beer that I chased it with. I got in trouble. Had to pull some time. Every other time that I've been in jail, I went in in a full-blown rage. This time, I had faith that God would take care of me. He said he'd never leave me or forsake me. I just kept my faith in him. I got out on my hands and knees and asked him to take the desire of drinking away from me. I have not craved it since the day I did that. This story just amazes me more and more every day. I pulled a year and a half in jail. During that time while I was in jail, I kept my faith in the Lord. I do Bible studies. I did the whole Bible study program. I earned a Bible for my son through the Bible study program. It took me a year to complete. And I just kept my faith in him. And while I was in there, I tried to make the best what my hard road had taken me to. I got my GED while I was in there. I quit school in 1978, 79. Went to work. You know, I'd never written essays, nothing like that. And I did this because I wanted to give my mom a present for her 86th birthday. I was locked up, couldn't do Couldn't get her anything, but I said, well, I'll get this GED for mom. Got out on my hands and knees and prayed through the whole thing. Boy, I had some cobwebs in this brain. Gracious. <laughs> well, anyway, I passed the GED, and my mother was able to come to jail to see me graduate. God has just been speaking to me in ways nobody could ever understand. But I'm here to tell you, it's not me, it's him. I stood my ground. They asked me to say a speech. And my first words were, I thank God. And they wouldn't let me say that speech. I stood my ground. I said, if I can't thank God, I'm not saying the speech. Lo and behold, they let me say the speech. Amen. So anyway, I went down the road. I found out my release date. My release date was New Year's Eve. I was going to be released to start a brand new life, a brand new year. And I got out of jail. I wanted to stay with my mother to take care of her. Continuing in God's word, studying in the mornings, Going to work, coming home, studying at night. The last thing my mother got to see was my baptism. After that, it wasn't long. She passed away. And I looked back into the death of my father and the death of my mother. They were two different circumstances. With my mom, I was happy. 
knew where she was going. They gave me 14 days to get everything out of her apartment. Got everything out of her apartment, packed up. My sisters asked me, said, Scott, you got anywhere to go? I said, no. They said, well, don't you think you need to start looking? I said, no, God takes care of the birds. He'll take care of me. He has just continuously blessed me for being faithful to him. As I say, this is not me. This is him. I know it is. I tell this to people all the time. <clears throat> I'm not saying that my life is grand. I still have struggles. I still suffer like everybody else. So I rented a motel room for two nights. I paid cash for it. And I went to bed that night. Woke up at 9 o'clock next morning. Phone was ringing. Said, Scott, have a house you might be interested in. Man, I ain't got no credit. I ain't got nothing. You know, I don't have any money. Well, you can come down here and stay in the house and you want to remodel it and sell it. Anyway, to make that long story short, I now own that house. Wow. And as I say, God still makes me suffer sometimes to continue to teach me. And I think when I bought this house, he was trying to teach me patience. <coughs> the house I bought was right next door to my ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> Difficult situation that was. But now, as we were just, you know, this scripture right here. You gotta love everybody. You may not like what everybody else does, but we still gotta love them. That's what Jesus asked us to do. And, you know, every morning I would get up and go to work. They would give me the finger every morning. I mean, I just watched them just be hateful to me. Remain patient. I guess for my patience, he rewarded me. They moved. <laughs> but, you know, I look back at my life all the time. God had a purpose for me. You know, I've, I had a lonely spot in my heart. I could never feel. I was always chasing after significant others to try to fill that void, and I was never filling it. When I accepted Jesus, that void's gone. And, you know, these blessings that He continuously gives me because of my faithfulness to Him is incredible. He gave me one of the fiancés. Never asked for. It's amazing. I'm not ashamed of where I've been, but I am very honored that God chose me to go down the path and gave me the strength to endure. I used to be a fighter, loved it. She's watched me throw my hands in the air, turn around, and walk away now. I just don't have time for it. That's not the way it's supposed to be. I'm the type of person I love to help people, and there's a lot that take advantage of that. And I'm learning to understand that God will handle that. It's not for me to handle. And it seems like to me, every time I try to do something for myself, boy, he'll knock me right on back down. <laughs> he tells me that I am in control. And you know, this is just an amazing journey. I just thank him every day for all my blessings, lessons, 
and the wonderful people that he brings into my life. And I was honored that Pastor Buddy called me up and asked me to share this story because I share it all the time. And, you know, it just, just the alcoholism. My mama used to always, she never drank a drop in her life. And she used to always tell me that I don't understand why people want to poison their mind. And it finally clicked what she was talking about. Anybody that hasn't accepted Jesus in their life, I recommend it strongly that you do that. Amen. Thank you for letting me share. Amen.
and he's so good, he don't just, it's not a one-time fill-up. We can go back and drink as much as we want, amen? We can drink in all that he has for us. He was compassionate. Let's take a look at this. I said the compassion of Jesus Christ was not manifested in just feelings or words, but in action. In action. And I thought today, what a platform, you know, what platform has God given you? Scott, you, you do brickwork, right? I guarantee you that probably five years ago, you had no idea the Lord would have you standing in front of your church family and say, let me tell you what God's done for me. Isn't that something? You know? God can use a bricklayer, floor sweeper, CEO, a guitar player, a mom, a son. He can use anybody. The question is, will you let him use you? That's the thing. Are you available? I, I think about this thing and I look back and, and I said, you know, everything's it's all about God's goodness, God's love, God's forgiveness, God's mercy. And, and I, I want to challenge you guys, or I wanna, I'll say it encourage you guys, that the stories that you hear are not just for a few. They're for all. That God will take you in the midst of your situation and say, you know, I love you. Whisper to you. You know, come to me. And that is the compassion that continues to draw us closer to the Lord. That's amazing, that love. That, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and I was just sharing the gospel. And when I get to the part about that unconditional love, we hear it, but I don't think it always connects the first time we hear it. Because we talked about it a little last week. We, we've got conditions. I hate to say it. Well, you know, if you really love me, you should be doing this or that. Well, you know what? I, I'm glad the Lord doesn't say that. You know? Well, gosh, what'd you do that for? You know? He corrects us. He speaks into our life. He sends other brothers and sisters sometimes and say, hey, uh, you know, uh, something going on in your life? But I can tell you this. We know when we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. But I want to tell you this here. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's how good God is. That's how compassionate he is. He didn't say, well, you know what, Michael, when you had your hair just right, I loved you. But you got a little wind blowing last week, so you're out. None of those things. He loves you because he loves you because he loves you. And he will come and transform your life anywhere you're at. He'll meet you on a football field on the 20-yard line, one brother. He'll come and get you right where you are. Stop running away. Run to him. Let's keep on going. Everybody doing good? Say amen. Amen. All right. We're going to cut through here a little bit here. Next thing he showed me is, is the awareness. God is aware of your situation. Sometimes we don't think so, do we? Well, if he was aware, he should be moving on my behalf. How do you know he's not? How do you know he's not getting some other things in line? How do you know that he's, he's not cultivating some things in your, in your life? Putting some other people in, the, in your life. I had a privilege to talk to a friend of mine I've known for 20 years. Met him the first night that I knew I was going to marry my wife. Boom. Saw him two times. Now, I knew that. She didn't know that. I had to work on her, man. I had to wear her down like peat moss on a tree, man. <laughs> and I met my buddy. And I thought, I told Denise, I said, well, that guy, that, isn't that your brother? She said, no, I don't have a brother. And they were just hands to some friends and stuff. And God would take that relationship 20 years later and give me the privilege to talk to my friend about Jesus this week. And you know what he did? He said yes to Jesus. Give the Lord a hand. That's God. That's God. Because God is aware of your situation. There's nothing that gets God by surprise. He's a full-time God. Aren't you glad? He's not a part-time God. He doesn't have a business signal, you know? And, and over and over, this week in Bible study has been really cool. One of the questions is this. Is God still good even when things are bad? Watch y'all pass your answer now. We'll say it real fast, but then when we start living it out, then we start going, well, I didn't know it was going to get this bad. Right? But God's still God. He's still full-time. He still loves you, right? Unconditionally. That's so amazing. 
So we have to trust. We have to, and I know it's not easy. When I stand up here, I am not standing up here. Y'all know. I don't say, I have everything straight in my life. So that's a, that ain't it. What the first thing I say? <laughs> Pray for me first. But I'm going to tell you what. I was talking to the guys the other day at work. And I was talking about God's grace. I said, man, I wouldn't even get out of bed. But one for God's grace and his mercy. But God is so merciful and he's so loving. And he's aware of our situation. I started doing that this, this week. Well, last week, whatever you want to say. And I want to challenge you guys this right here. How many people wake up and they put in their prayer time? Many people do. Right? <laughs> and, and yes, Lord, this and that, and lift up other folks and everything. That's what I've been doing this week. I said, Lord, I choose to have a good day. Help me to stay on that course. Does that mean every day, Pastor Bud has, it's just a wonderful day? Nope. But it's a whole lot better when I start out like that. I just refuse. I just, you know, I, I, I get there, there and I said, I just don't want to complain today. And everybody in my family say, amen. <laughs> right? <laughs> and that, that, guess what? That doesn't mean I don't. But since I put that before the Lord and I asked the Lord to bring that through my, to my remembrance, when I start going, well, can you believe Jesus is so good? <laughs> that little prompting comes in there and like, I thought you weren't going to complain. Uh, you know? Lord, help me to focus on all the blessings that you get. There's things that are not great. I'm not saying somebody run over my toe and go, man, that's wonderful. Get this one. You know? That's not what I'm saying. But man, I'm thinking, good. I'm glad you didn't get my, 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 my fingers. I couldn't play the guitar or something. I don't know. There's, there's always a blessing in, in things. And uh, a lot of times we don't see them this side of heaven. You know? But we talk about that from time to time. You know, I don't know why a lot of things happen, but I'm going to tell you what. I challenge you. To ask the Lord, Lord, help me to just choose to have a good day. Have a good day. And you watch the difference in your choice. You watch the difference in your response. And I'm going to tell you, you watch how God starts filling you up a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. And you know what? You might have to remind me of that sometime. And I'll do the same for you. How about that? But I'm going to tell you, God is aware of your situation. Now check this out. I said, are you aware of his presence? Are we? You know, we don't just put them in a box. Grandma was talking about it the other week. Well, we do sometimes in our mind and stuff as we're growing up in the Lord. We think, well, that's, that's church and this is life and this is business. No, it's Jesus. Everywhere. You know, I, I've said this before and every time I talk about that, I, I have many conversations with people. And they go, yeah, man, but you know, business is business and, you know, religion is religion. I say, oh, okay. I don't have religion. That's a bunch of rules. I got Jesus. And he's going everywhere with me. And I have, to, I have to tell you, sometimes I'm ashamed where I take him. Just telling you. I was like, ooh, that's not good. You know, when I look back over my life and I think about things, I said, what are you doing? And God said, you know what, I still love you. That was, you didn't choose the best, but I, I'm not leaving you. But you say, he said, never leave you for sake. You know? Man. We've been talking a lot about Joseph. We've been talking about being in that pit. Man. It takes a long time sometimes to get from the pit to the palace, but there's sometimes there are people in the palace and they're really in the pit. They don't even know. It's just a little bit more shinier. Might smell a little bit better, but they're still shackled to the sin. They're still shackled to, I don't know, Jesus. I'm going to tell you what. You can't go wrong being in the presence of God. And as we spend time, did you know something Scott said? He was studying the Word. And he was studying the Word. And he talked a little bit, and I've been studying the Word. See, he's practicing his presence. He's being in the presence of God. That way when the Lord said, hey, you know that voice. Because you're used to reading the Word. Now, if somebody says, hey, you're stupid. <laughs> That's not the Lord, okay? Right? We start thinking, oh, I'm hearing this, I'm hearing You know what? It's going to line up with the, with the Word. You know, when Angela spoke a while back, I love what she said. She said, if it's not love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, it's not Jesus. Amen. Or a couple of just like she said. That doesn't mean everything's lovey-dovey. He might say, that's wrong. We might have to regroup. Ooh. But I'm going to tell you, 
I love it. I, I probably say something about it every week. Romans 8. Therefore, there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Jesus is not trying to keep something from you. He's trying to get something to you. Amen? Are you open with that? Are you aware of his, his presence? Do you sense the leading of the Lord in your life? How receptive are you to the promptings of the Lord? Was at the football game the other night. Brother, you don't care if I share a little bit, do you? He said, I don't care. <laughs> and I went by and I saw my buddy John. I ain't seen him in a while. I said, what's up, bud? He goes, hey. And I stopped and talked to him a little bit. And he told me a few things going on in his life. And, uh, that, you know, he had a loss in his life. And I said, I, I, I didn't realize that. Man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, I said, his brother passed away. Prompting of the Lord. That bugged me. I said, man, I, I, I didn't know that. And I came back and I sat down with Denise. And I said, hey, I saw my buddy. And I said, you know, I, I, I didn't know that. She said, yeah, you did. Oh, thanks for making me feel better. <laughs> but I didn't know that was your brother. <laughs> and then she told me how it all connected. She said, the Don is his brother. I said, I didn't know that. So most people would say, man, that was, you did, yeah, that was pretty cool. So don't go back and talk to him. So you know what I did? I went back and talked to him. <laughs> I said, I'll be right back. I said, man. I said, I did know you, bro. I, man, I'm really sorry to hear about that. And we started talking about things in the Lord. And we started sharing more things about the Lord. And, we, and we're just talking about, you know, how good God is. And, and, but I was aware of the prompting of the Lord. I don't even know what the score was, but we were winning. So I think it's all right. We go ahead and take a break, right? <laughs> it wasn't about the game. It was about an opportunity. And see, God will prompt people in your life that might send you a text sometimes and say, hey, you know what? God's going to use you mightily today, so be aware of what's happening in your life. And I appreciate that. God's got a divine appointment for you today. You're listening. You're listening better than me. You're like, hey, I'm praying. I think God's got, a, got somebody in mind for you today. See, you already prayed for a bro before, before, before the game, before they even kicked anything off. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that great to have a praying church family? And we might not know all the answers and all the things, but somebody just say, you know what, I think I need to call Miss Peggy and see how she's doing. You know? Those promptings in his presence make all the difference. So guess what? Sometimes we need to tune in our awareness. How do we do it? Studying the word. Praying. Practicing things in the Lord, man. Just, just seeking him out. And I said, you know, when we start experiencing his grace, his mercy, his love, and we get the opportunity to pray and, and have the worship and acknowledge what God's doing, then join in. See, a lot of times we say, God's working over there. I'm going to go over here. God's doing this over there, but they probably put me to work. I don't know. But I tell you what, I believe this. God will use you right where you are. Amen. God will use you at your workplace. He'll use you in your family. He'll use you in the line. He'll use you in the, in the drive-thru. Are you willing to be used? If you are, you can pray this prayer. Ask God to raise your awareness. Lord, let me hear you clearer. Lord, let me see what's going on. Lord, help me with this. Lord, how do you want me to respond? I believe the Lord honored that prayer real fast. The second prayer that I remember praying after I got saved was this. The second one. Lord, give me a heart for the lost. To this day, since 1995, it bugs me if somebody doesn't know Jesus. Why? Because as a Christian, we know if they die without Christ, there's only one destination. That they will spend eternity in hell. That's a concern. I don't know how, as Christians, we don't have that concern. We shouldn't be that concerned with that. And I remember the pastor was preaching. He said, you ought to ask the Lord for, for just that, to be in your heart. I said, yeah, because how many know, when you know that you got rescued from that, you want to share it with somebody. I always tease when I talk about that. I said, you get a sale on something, you call everybody, won't you? If people's got 50% off, Denise is smoking that phone. <laughs> Mama, 50%. You know? I don't know how that works because we buy twice as much stuff. But it's okay, you know? But do you know what I'm saying? When something, something good's coming on, you don't mind sharing that, do you? Is there anything better than what Jesus Christ has done for you? There's nothing better. 
I was watching some of this football stuff. What is it, the fantasy football, Justin? They're talking about things. And they said, well, if they didn't have this, what would they talk about? And they got the big guy, and he's sitting there, he goes, well, how's your cat? Y'all seen the commercial? I don't have a cat. That's what the guy says. I thought, why don't you say, hey, do you know Jesus? Hey, you want to go to church? Hey, can I pray for you? And I don't know about this. This is funny. This is, now, you guys see a guy that's hyper about the Lord here a little bit, right? Let me tell you. I've always been hyper, but I wasn't necessarily hyper about the Lord. I was hyper about everything else a lot of times. Because me, 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 me. Y'all ever play that song? It's about me. It's about me, right? And sometimes we got to watch because we're tuned to that. But the, the Lord had put this man in my life. Young guy. And many of y'all know this. And I thought about that. And I, I, I just, just blew me away. Put this young man in my life to disciple me. He was just loving me where I was at. He, came, he was only at my job for a short period of time. We still have a great relationship. But that young boy was walking with the Lord. I was saved. I didn't know anything else. I just thought, oh, I ain't going to hell because I asked the Lord in my life. Well, there's so much more. God wants to work in your life. He wants to use you. He wants to bless you. He wants to, you, you to further the kingdom. He wants you to be a disciple of his word. Don't just get saved and sit on the sideline, right? Because we don't give account. Can you imagine that? When you've been saved 50 years, you're standing in front of the Lord. What, what did you do for Jesus? And I don't mean you're not coming in, but I'd like to hear, well done, my good faithful servants. They're going, wow, all that? And you just hung out? Well, I didn't want to offend anybody. <laughs> How many people have offended people? I was good at it. You know, I probably am now too. But I mean, I've got a better reason though. Because there's something good on the end. Going back to that young guy. In my life. And, and he had, he had, he was doing this, this Bible study called Experiencing God. And I tell you, sometimes when God just gets a hold of you, it's just amazing. And I was looking, and we would talk about stuff, and we'd go to lunch, and he'd pray over the food. And I kind of pray with one eye, see who's watching. You remember those days? Now I pray real loud. I said, you don't know where their hands been back there. Let me pray for this food. You know, people, people two tables over going, yeah, that's good. Right? So then, my buddy Kenny had the nerve to ask me what's going on in my life. And I told him what was going on in my life. And he said, well, let's just pray about it right here. And he took his hat off and he grabbed a hold of me in the middle of the shop. I said, this man's crazy. We're at work. That's what I thought. And I was jerking like this. And he said, Lord, I'll tell you what, I just asked you to just work in my brother's life. And I'm going, he's getting longer. And he's just praying that people are walking by with carts and stuff. And I'm going, I'm not going like this. <laughs> Trying to turn into one of these. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is early on. I got the bug. Right? Because I will do that in a minute now. He wasn't trying to make a scene. That's just his way of life. That's what he was. He was, he was aware of God's situation. He knew that I need some more Jesus filling up. Was I saved? Absolutely. Did I, did I ask the Lord to come into my life? Yeah, absolutely. If I'd have died that day, would I want to heaven? Absolutely. Based on God's word, I put my faith and trust in him. But he said, there's so much more. I didn't just hate him in the nose, but I'm going to keep on rolling. And Kenny found out that I played guitar. He said, man, you, they, they can use you at my youth group. I said, they like Bon Jovi? <laughs> I don't know no Christian songs. I played Johnny B. Good and every king, but I don't know any of that stuff. And then he turned me on to a band called Third Day. I said, Third Day? That's kind of weird, isn't it? Third Day. They got a band named First Day, Second Day? I was teasing, right? He said, Third Day. He, he rose. He was so patient with me. You know, and so I didn't know anything, man. I didn't know nothing about it. And so then he said, Where are you playing tonight? I said, uh, We're going to play down here at such and such. He said, Okay. Why is he asking where we're going to play tonight? See, I was still on the fence. I was saved, but I was still jamming, you know? But I found out that the, that the devil owns the fence. I need to jump off and jump in with Jesus, right? So, man, we're jamming. The house is packed. Ooh, the lights are going and everything's going and it's time for my guitar so this probably would happen to my knees I take off running jump up on this pool table and Kenny with his people from the Bible study goes that's the guy <laughs> and I'm going they're thinking he ain't never coming to play in our youth group and I'm playing behind my hand and I go what are you doing here what are you doing here and I start thinking if I'm asking what he's doing here what am I doing here and that crazy <laughs> I guess it works both ways. They let me come play in the youth group. I said, uh, 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 I don't know any songs. And the Lord started giving me songs. 
and write some songs and things like that. So now when somebody says, can you do a wedding and stuff? Yeah, can you play such and such? I don't know that song. You know, if it's on, on, on the handful of songs, I know I'm there. But, I, I, you know, it was just crazy how God worked with that. But my buddy was aware of God's presence. And he was aware of God's call on my life. And just like you, he didn't back off. He didn't back off. And I'm one glad guy he didn't back off. There's going to be people that God put in your life. They said, don't, back, don't quit loving them. Don't, don't, don't put them on the shelf and just say, well, I'm done with them. Sometimes you've got to love people from afar, though, you know? Sometimes there are things that, you know, you, you might not need to be right in that situation. But I'm going to tell you what, we're going to address some of that, too. Ask God to raise your awareness. As we focus on his presence and on the needs of others, pray for his wisdom. thinking about a few other things. I have no idea what those notes are supposed to mean. Lord, go ahead and translate them. That's one of those last minute, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, thanks, Lord. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> you know? No, I know what that means now. I think awareness really comes being grateful for God. How many know about my great mechanical ability? <laughs> We're still waiting for that gift. I got to share this real quick. I was like, you know, I gotta fix the mama mobile. That's what I call the niece's car. The mama mobile's got lights on. You know, not the ones out front, the ones in there say, stop, fix, stop, fix, you know? And she calls and said, come get me. I said, uh oh. Well, you can take the truck, you take Jess's car, whatever. So that's it. I said, but look, I'm gonna fix this car. She goes, <laughs> is Kevin gonna help you? My buddy, <laughs> did you talk to Jason about it? Why is it doing that? I said, what's it doing now? She said, it's going like this. And I go, what's it doing? Yeah, it's going like this. I said, oh, I will have to fix that. So anyway, I go to YouTube. If they did it on the YouTube channel, I can do it. I can fix it. So first thing I do is buy parts that I don't need. Got that out of the way. <laughs> but we got new parts that we didn't need on there. So we got two new parts you don't need, but they're good. Because it wasn't the first thing. So I kept on going. And I said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to fix this thing. I had just got a new toy. I got the new thing that tells you what's wrong with your car. You know, what is that little plug-in thing? What is it, like the OBD2? Something like that. Yeah, that's it. It'll tell you this. Number four cylinder misfire. Now we can fix that. So I told my buddies, what's wrong with my car? They said, it's the coil pack. I said, okay, where's it at? They say it's, it's over top of the fourth cylinder. Okay? Yeah. What side's that on? <laughs> I said, you got a picture? They said, look it up, man. You can do it. I looked it up. I did it. Praise God. God did it. And I'm going to tell you what you'd have thought. I, mean, I know my neighbor's just going there and say, come on over here. He's working on it, so I can watch this. He's either going to break it, throw it in the street, or something. Because <laughs> I tell you, when I got rid of my, my weed eater, baby, she bounced three times to the middle of the <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Somebody needs that because I don't. But I got that car fixed, right? And you know, like when a little kid, you fix something. I called Denise three times when she got home. I said, hey, uh, what's going on, man? Yeah, I'm on the way. I said, the car said, she said, wow. I know she wanted to say, who did it? She did <laughs> right? I said, the car's fixed. So she got home. I said, you hear that thing? Listen to it. Whoo, listen to it. That thing's really good, right? Go in. She goes in the house, takes her shoes off. I go, want to test drive the car? <laughs> and she felt so bad, she drove it barefoot in the rest. She said, that's really nice. That's good. I was so thankful, right? You know, but I, I kept saying, Lord, I, I just want to fix the car. I never fixed the car, you know? And the Lord had mercy and let me fix the car. And so you said, what in the world does that have to do with anything? Then I was praying about that. I said, this is a simple job. This is not a bad thing, you know? But I mess up some of the most simplest jobs. How about you guys? Do you ever mess up some of the most simplest things in life? That's where I'm going with this. Simple stuff. All you have to do is say thanks. All you had to do was ask somebody this. All you had to do was invite somebody to church. All you had to do was share your faith. Right? First off, don't beat yourself down if you miss it. 
Second, I'll give the Lord the glory when he fixed the car. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's keep on going. But I tell you what, I just want to pull that in. That's as small as that sounds like, that was a big deal. And even in those things, the Lord says, you know what? I want to continue that. See, sometimes when you go outside the box, when you get outside your comfort zone, um, it's, it's tough, isn't it? You know? Sharing my faith is not a big deal. I like that. That's, that's what I do now. But when that guy prayed for me the first time in front of everybody, oh, man. And I have to remember that. The Lord brings that to my life. And then I'll say, well, hey, man, well, let's just go ahead and pray. And some people come on. You try to put your hand on your shoulder to go on. Like this. You know, like that little, little uh, thing you used to punch. It was back and forth. Like, hey, hey, hey. And, you know, so I said, Lord, show me how to approach others. And just love them where they're at. You know, I don't want to be overbearing. I'm still working on that. But, uh, <laughs> but people that know me, because he's always like that. You know what? I almost didn't get a job in the bank. Because they said, we think he does drugs. I had never done any drugs in my life. This is what you got. And they go, man, we almost didn't hire you. But we don't do drugs in the bank. I said, good, I'm your guy. Go, you sure? <laughs> man, I would drink four pitchers of water a night. Yeah? And that's it. But I had enough problems without adding to it, you know? But I'm going to tell you what. It's so awesome when somebody shares, you know what? I went down this road, and you don't have to. I went down this road. God came down the road and got me and brought me back. I hope you hear that today. Well, let's take a look at this. I'm going to pick it up. We've got a lot of other things to share. I appreciate y'all being so patient. How did Jesus respond? Look at this, Matthew 9, 36. It says, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Let me ask you a question. How often do you see the needs of others? It might be somebody broke down on the side of the road. It might be the friend with a bad doctor report. It might be the neighbor who just lost his wife. The teenager dealing with peer pressure. You name it. If your awareness alone is even halfway plugged in, how can we keep walking back? I want to get to this next, next thing real fast here. Well, I'll get to it in a minute. Let's take a look at this. So I go back to the main question. Do we really care? What you do next, when you see a need, what you do next really says if you care or not. Right? Really does. And I realize, just like I got on the next thing here, I want you to hear this. I wanted to get to this slide where I'm sharing this. We can't fix everyone's problem, but we can point them to the one who can. We can point them to Jesus. I'm not saying you take on everybody's problem. I don't think you, you, God wants us to have a white cape and try to do it on our own. But there are times that God will put you in a situation that maybe you can offer a little hope to somebody. That maybe you can encourage somebody. Maybe it's your time to put up and, and do something. But maybe it's sometimes it's just praying. And when I say that, don't think that that's less than anything. Sometimes that's the best matter of fact, I say all the time, that's the best. And then we'll go from there. But I want to tell you what, it's not about us fixing it. It's, us, it's about us being available for God to use us in those situations. Amen? So I thought about this here. I said, reveal the kindness of Christ to others. When you're going through a situation, you don't necessarily want to be around somebody and go, man, I don't feel good. Well, what's wrong? You shouldn't have ate that. What's your problem? I'm going, golly, I don't need that. You know? When you're struggling with stuff, you, you, you don't really need to hear somebody to point out every sin in your life and beat you down in the ground and tell you how you're not worthy and everything else, right? How many know we can do that ourselves pretty good? Man, I could beat me up better than anybody. Really can. But I'll tell you what, I believe God calls us to lift up one another. What he's saying by, by your love, if you love one another, they'll know you might decide. And, and you know what? Sometimes that's tough, isn't it? And on our own, I don't believe we can always do that. But through God's strength and the spirit in us, that God will continue to show us how to respond. So I look at this. I'm going to read this last little note I had. And I said, what should I do? How should I respond? I wrote this the other day. I said, courage is often found in small steps of kindness. Dare to take the first step that can change someone's whole day. You ever had somebody just say something nice? Change the whole course of your day? Maybe you had somebody say something rough to change the whole course of your day. Yeah. Words are powerful. Lord, help us to speak life. Help us to speak life. There's some crazy things going on in this world. None of them take a guy by surprise. So we need to tuck in with him. Amen? I said, you know, when we're sharing our faith and being kind to people, that doesn't mean to be a pushover. That doesn't mean to be a doormat. Oh, he's a Christian. Yeah, whatever. No. You know what? Jesus got a little fired up in the temple, didn't 
Don't flip any tables over here, but I'm just saying. But you know what they're saying? It's just like, I, I, I love that. He said, when he was going to give his speech, they said, well, you can't do that. He said, well, I won't do that. I won't give you nothing if I can't give God the, the glory. Where I work at, we have a lot of different people come in from time to time. Sometimes we have a cookout and everything else. And, and usually they say, well, what are you going to say to put the word in? Yeah. We have some people from another country, right? And my buddy said, I, I, I don't know if you should be praying. I said, wow, they need Jesus too. He said, yeah, man, it might not be good for business. I thought, I'm in the Jesus business. It's always good. You know what I mean? And so anyway, I could see my boss over by the baked beans going, oh, boy. He didn't want to tell me he's a believer, but he's like, well, I guess it is him. I guess we can replace him, you know, whatever. Right? And I just said, hey, man, it is so good that we're working together. I just appreciate how God has brought us together and everything like that. I said, let us pray. And you know what? It, 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 nobody didn't kick, move, anything else. But I refuse not to do the same thing that I've done every cookout we've ever had. Because I might offend somebody. Well, I'm offended when you don't know Jesus. But I don't beat you up with it. I just want you to know him. So what I'm saying is this. Stay in your ground for the Lord. The promptings of the Lord. And, 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 and respond like the Lord did. Did Jesus ever walk around and go, well, I'd like, really like to tell him about my, my father in heaven, but uh, maybe I shouldn't tell him today. And see, I didn't read that part. He was always willing to reach out and love them where they are. Let's do the same. Amen? Let's keep on going. Keep it in motion. I said, your response can set a blessed in motion. Your tongue and your smiles, everything. I'll tell you what. Let's keep on going. Encourage it. We will through these kind of paths. I said, being a source of encouragement to others. I said, ultimately, Christ is our source of everything, but God can flow through you and me to make a difference. Be his instrument. God chooses. We have that, that opportunity. God gives us the gift to be used by him. How many people have been used by God in this situation? Feels pretty good, doesn't it? Isn't that something? And you know what? At the end of it, there's only one answer. That was God. That's what I, that's what I love. Just, you know, just in the testimonies, people say, uh, that wasn't me. I was just holding on to what God was doing. Are you available for what God will do through you? Encourage yourself in the Lord. Look at David. He had to encourage himself in the Lord. You know? We turn around. We need to study the Bible. We need to read the Word. Spend some time with the Lord. Why in the world would you think that you could go to your job tomorrow and never look at a blueprint or never read uh, the proposal or whatever type of work you do and just go in and do, do good work with that? The same thing with uh, being a student of the world. We want to be able to be open to all the things that God's got for I thought about this. I said, everyone can use a friend, amen? I can tell you, in my life, I've got a lot of friends. got a lot of acquaintances. There's a difference, too. And I can tell you this. More times than not, the people that have really spoken to my life, I won't say they weren't grounded in the Lord. Many of them weren't. But the things that they said to me that transformed my life, the, 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 the toughest time of my life, were from the Lord. How do you know that? Because it lined up with His Word. Let me tell you, God will work through us anytime. Are you available? Keep on going. Take a look at this. Do we really care? I keep going back to that. That's what I want you to, to think about. I said, that, that was what I want us to take away for ourselves. The thought for the week. The scripture. The whole thing. Do I really care? Or do I only care when it's my family? Or do I only care when it's my deal or my job? You ever talk to people who go through a tough time? And man, they're just woo, woo, woo. And they said, yeah, this guy's going through a tough time. And he said, yeah, but, but me, I'm going through this tough time. Man. I want to encourage you with this. Nothing's getting by God. And I tell you what, sometimes I think God brings situations into our life to see how we respond. To continue to train us, to grow us, to strengthen us. Take a look at this here. John 13, 35. By this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Man, if you love one another. I pray that we get that in our heart. Because you know why? Jesus cares. Jesus cares. No matter what's going on in your life, I want to let you know that the Lord cares. You see, it seems like he's walked away. 
No, he hasn't walked away. Have we walked away? Absolutely. Does that mean the Lord is not going to, you know, allow us to be part of the Jesus team or whatever you want to think, however you think that? Let me tell you, God's not leaving anybody behind. And so today, I just pray that through this message, that we ask the Lord to help us to be a little bit more compassionate. That we ask the Lord to help us with our awareness to what's going on. Maybe there's opportunities to share your faith. Maybe there's opportunity to pray with somebody. How will we respond to those areas in our life? And how will we encourage others? I pray that today's word encouraged you. I pray that the testimony of our brother encouraged you. Because I want to tell you, God gets all the glory. And God's no respect of the person. He loved you just as much as he loved you and you and him and her. And the next thing people want to go, yeah, but you don't know what I've done. You don't know where I've been. God does. And Jesus still came to down that cross for you. So I want you to know this today. If you're here today and you've never asked the Lord to come into your life and forgive you of your sin, let today be the day. You're not here by accident. You know? And sometimes people got to hear that message over and over and over. I pray today that this message is falling on just an open heart so that you can grow into all that God has got for you. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you for each one here. I thank you for the testimony of our brother and testimonies that we share all the time with one another. And I pray if there's one here today that's never given their life to the Lord, and today is their day. They've heard the message over and over. They've heard it week after week. But today, Lord, I pray it's the day that they move forward, Lord. Touch your heart. We talk about that awareness. Are they aware of that tongue? If that's you today, I want you to look up right here. If you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord, listen close to what I say. The Bible says that we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that God will raise him from the dead, you will be saved. That means that, that God will take you right where you are and say, you're mine forever, for eternity. That's what it's all about. And if you're here today and you say, well, you know, buddy, I, I've done that, but I've walked away. Amen. You're in the right place. We all walk away at time and time. But God says, I still love you, still want you. Come on back home. Lord, forgive us when we miss tomorrow. Father, we thank you for this day. And Lord, I just pray for my brothers and sisters that that's their prayer today. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. I put my faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, today's a special day. We're going we're gonna to share a communion. And I want to tell you a little bit about that. We're talking about the Lord's Supper. And it's really, like we were talking earlier, it's an outward expression of an inward heart change. So we have what we call open communion. That means if you have put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, you are more than welcome to partake in what we're going to share today. And uh, I, I just want to uh, say a few words. I, I need our demo guy from the back. Can you help me? I want to do this before we get into this. I've got to take care of the, the, this deal a little bit here. As we go and we share and we pass the, the bread out and the juice, um, what we have is these little containers here. And Tim's going to show you how to open them because I don't want anybody to panic. It's, it's kind of sometimes we get it we go, I can't get this open. So when we get that, that odd spot out of the way, and we're going to go ahead and share what guys doing. Take that 
And I'm going to ask Ms. Tanya to play a little soft music as the ushers go ahead and uh, take that out. I'm going to ask Mike to pray over the, the, uh, the bread of life there. Go ahead, Mike. take a minute to look back at the great sacrifice of the Lord. It's overwhelming. And it should be. Because it purchased all our sin. All. 
and I know that the, the hour is going on, and, and I just want to say, you know, I pray today that something clicked. Do we really care? Do we really care? Not just for ourselves, not just for our family, but I, I ask the Lord to increase our territory so that we care even greater and even more for those that God's put in our life, in our city, you know? I think so many times I think about our, our missionaries and the armed forces, you know? I think about my brother, how he just shares different things with the first responders and goes out. You know, there's a lot of people who get hurt. There's a lot of people that come on the scene first. And you know what's tough? You say, something. But God is more than enough to keep us going. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you for today and this amazing time of testimony, of just reflecting and being in remembrance of your great sacrifice. I thank you for the lives that you're touching and changing. Thank you for salvation that comes. I pray healing over the bodies of our, our loved ones. And I thank you for this time together. Now, I, I just ask you guys, I, I tell you, let's stand. Uh, I think today it's, it's a little long. I apologize, I'm a little long today. So I'm going to jump right on in to just if there's any praises from anybody today that we can share. Go ahead, stand to your feet. Let's just have a little fellowship time. We always ask, who's got a praise for the day?